Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host Ross, let me introduce the team. The boys from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome David. Hey, good to be back Ross. Um, yes, no, very good to be back. Um, I just wanted to give you a quick numbers update. As you know Ross, I'm a numbers mayor. Yes. Um, and even though I've been on a fact-finding mission on the other side of the world, I, I did run my eye over the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you that without me, the numbers have dropped off a touch. Um, we're still comfortable with the world's best cricket podcast, obviously. Number um, one explicit, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. No, probably the best in the world. Um, and I think the numbers will swell considerably now that I'm back. <laughs> uh, um, but I tell you what, it did make me feel pretty warm and fuzzy inside listening to some of the pedestrian stuff that uh, got trotted out when I wasn't here, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> listening, we um, peaked in our special um, two-parter the other Yeah. Week, we got 130 <laughs> listens and then we were down to 65. Did you say episode 24? Uh, no, 24. Yeah, that's a slab. Well done, boys. Yeah. <laughs> got that far. Yeah. And I did realise that during the, uh, the last fortnight I forgot to... Um, put the podcast on my website inside the Crockenbush. So that's probably why the listener numbers were down so much. Right, enough of the cheap plugs. A <laughs> <laughs> man who has said Dave Warner modelled his game on and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics, welcome Michael. Hello, gents. Hello, Mick. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our groundskeeping guru, welcome Alex. Hello, guys. Uh, today we come to you. <laughs> I just cut you off there. don't know what you said. I uh, call him Footloose because we all know he's a dancing machine. And this cricket trainer because I hurt my knee. Yeah. <laughs> you have a bad history with uh, slippery dance floors, Alex. Yeah. I do, I yeah. do. Dislocated knee and a badly wrenched the same knee actually. Ah, oh, they're, they're not the bad knee. Oh. <laughs> no, I've got two bad knees. Uh, <laughs> two slightly bad. less bad. Oh, okay. Uh, well, today we come to you from the Twin Studios. I'm in the Alex Doolan Studios, and the rest of the crew are in the freshly minted Ian Rigglesworth Studios. <laughs> Say what salubriously surrounds on Tar, oh, right? Yeah, the Fantastic. Taj Mahal of recording studios. Oh, 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 without a doubt. We're just looking at a uh, framed jockstrap at the moment. Hulk <laughs> Hogan framed jockstrap, just in my eye line. It's great. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> and... Um, Of course, this is a big loan production brought to you by our host of financially viable sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Collins Class Submarine, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, Eagle Boys, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Smorgies, Sizzler, Bilo, Franklin Supermarkets, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail, Hey, Pocket Mail Me, Copper Art, Brashes, Laserdisc, Flash Drives, and of course, all our podcasts are recorded onto Betamax. We've had a few uh, sponsors jump on. Oh, yeah, yes. Why? That's good. Oh, yes. Eagle yeah, Boys. We're getting another one. I'm talking to the guys at the uh, Trampoline Basketball League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soon, I reckon the NBA will sponsor us soon. A <laughs> uh, Trampoline Basketball. What a great sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. What about Optus Vision? Is that still around? Maybe we can yeah. no. I think C7 Sport want to get on board, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's over to Mick now for a made-up match report. Mm-hmm. All righty. So, uh, so for this episode's uh, made-up match report, so we head to the MCG. That's the Marara Cricket Ground in Darwin. To <laughs> <laughs> check out the grand final of the Darwin and District Cricket Competition, even. So the uh, DDCC 
So we like to call that the uh, Playboy Bunny. <laughs> a pair of double D's and a pair of C's. Uh, in an 18 comp featuring Palmerston, Nightcliff, Southern Districts, the NTEP, which I just assumed is the Northern Territory Eggplants, uh, the Tra Tracy Village, the Pint, or the P-I-N-T, which is the Pricks in Northern Territory. <laughs> <laughs> and our grand finalists, Darwin and Waratah. For those interested, these teams finished first and second. Oh, first mm. time ever. So they won their uh, respective finals to go into the green. Alright, so, yeah, so for those out in podcast land, the Darwin and District Creek Comp is a statistician's, statistician's wet dream with tons of fifers dropping from the trees. Ah, a, quick, a quick shout to Jake, the weatherman Weatherall from Tracy Village, who, who compiled, not including finals, 996 runs at 76.62. He made six tons and had a top score of 195 not out. When finals were included, he went over a thousand runs. So not a bad effort there. Uh, so onto the boys who featured in the granny, the Waratahs would contain four of the comps' top four runs, uh, four of the comps' top ten run scorers. James Seymour Butts with 662 runs. Friday is a day of the week, not a name. Castini with 662 runs. Bradley the Cobbler Shoe Million with 581. Shoe <laughs> Million. And Ben Dover, Musgrave, with 464 runs. The shoe man, Bradley Shumillion, also took 32 wickets for the year. The key players for Darwin would be Jacob the Appendage Dickman, with 400 <laughs> runs. As well as the comp's leading wicket taker, So Hard, So Foot, for a lesser with 34 wickets. <laughs> so Hard, So Foot. That's a bit over my head. So hands. Oh, hands. Right. Oh, like uh, Can't be good if you have to explain it. Uh, so onto the game. As I stepped off the gun and into an Uber, I heard over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick, can I just interrupt you there? Not yeah. only is it a statistician's uh, wet dream, it's also a pun pun maker's <laughs> wet dream with all the names. Mr. Shumillion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he stepped off the guard into an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> like one, one end of the spectrum. <laughs> Alright, so as I settled in the Uber, I heard over the radio that Darwin skipper Luke, Fathead's mate Shelton, <laughs> had won the toss and decided to have a bat. The Darwin openers, Sohan, is a good player, Barossa, and Jacob, insert penis Joe Dickman, <laughs> made their way into the middle and put on four before Sohan was sore off. For three, Ashley, no, I'm not related to Alex Doolan, joined the appendage in the middle. 25 runs later, he was gone. Sounds more and more like Alex. Uh, <laughs> filthy Phil Tunnicliffe and the skipper Luke Shelton both made 50, with Jacob the Knob Dickman and Matthew <laughs> and Matthew Ring My Bell chipping in with 40. <laughs> Helping Darwin get to 254 off their 80 overs. The pick of the Waratahs bowlers was Bradley the Cobbler Shipper. Billion, who <laughs> took 6 for 51 off 26 overs. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. Um, so as a, as, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, that batsman, that opening batsman, he was Robert. Was he, that his first name? Uh, which one? <laughs> the, um, the Dickman. Now Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Yeah, Dickman by name and Dickman by nature, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so as a Waratah skipper Friday, Saturday, Sunday, woohoo, long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> 
brought his troops together. Uh, okay, boys, three and a bit and over. Knuckled down and get it done. A mere 20 metres away, Luke, Shel Luke Shelton was, was delving into his 200-plus games experience to deliver the speech that would hopefully inspire his team to victory. We've got them, boys. They've got to get them. <laughs> well, fuck me. These clowns aren't back on the cliche train again. And let me guess, you've also got you've also got to take it one over at a time and catch it with fucking matches. <laughs> Who wrote this match report? I'm wild. Anyway, as says, as James Seymour asks, and Brian the boy Shemansky took guard and prepared to start the Warthogs innings. Unfortunately for this, for the boy, his day ended after one run. Jesse, drinking Tinny's Dinny, joined Seymour Skinner to put on 40 runs. Unfortunately for Guy Friday and the Waratah boys, this is where the highlights would end. Ooh, they would be bundled out for 96. Okay. The Czech destroyer with the book, with the pill being so hard, so good. Corossa taking 5 for 36 off 12 overs. So Friday and the Waratahs conceded, giving the Darwin Evolutions, get it, Charles Darwin Evolutions, oh, that's pretty good. A 158-run victory and the Bo Cass and Shield, oh, yeah. name in honour of Bo Stinking Darwin, if you, it was mentioned in the uh, previous uh, episode. The mid-off cricket uh, podcast, man of the match, and the winner of the year supply of groceries from Tuckerbag <laughs> is Darwin's uh, So Han, So Good, Bora Lessa. And that is this week's Made Up Match Report. Oh, thank you, Mick. Thank you. That was uh, very good. I was quite impressed Pun, there. Puns McCacky. Yes. Yep. Uh, that one's for Jimmy Grant, who likes all the nicknames. We uh, move on now to Premier Cricket, and there's a uh, big news in um, the coaching ranks at Camberwell. Jamie Cox is on board. Cox, man. Mm. Yeah, former... Uh, Sheffield Shield, top three of all time leading run scorer. Yeah. Roa, Cox. Mm. Hey. Yeah. A little uh, Olympic joke for you to get your day started, Alex. That's true. Yep. Hey, he's just starting too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I also see that a uh, little whisper came out across my desk that uh, Monty Panesar had signed up for a bit of Sydney grade cricket. Yeah, I that as well. Yeah. So. so I think he's... Um, Sampling the nightclubs at the moment, mm. seeing which bounces are better or worse to pick up. <laughs> then we'll settle on a club closest to the best bouncer. Well, the, the Tinder scene will be going off, Ross. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think uh, six months bit... of solid Tindering. Yeah, slippery with the needs, fingers. Yeah. All he needs warning in Sydney at the same time, yeah. and it could be on for young yeah. yeah. So is there any truth to the rumours that maybe Monty was responsible for Stephen O'Keefe's um, oh. late-night shenanigans, maybe? Yeah. Maybe he was the... Uh, Maybe he needs to go half his with that $10,000 fine that the picked up. <laughs> yeah. oh, I must have missed this. Can yeah. fine for so he got, um, we probably talk about later in National Team Talk, we'll touch on it now. Yeah. So he tore his hammy in the yeah, first test, yeah. went home, and under doctor's orders, which we all know, like hops and wheat and barley are really good <laughs> in the healing process, yeah. especially mm. for hamstrings. Particularly yeah. in the so, first seven days of an injury. Yeah, so Very he got like, straight off the plane, went straight into the Sydney pubs and just yeah. drank bog piss. Straight to the cross. Yeah, right there. and um, managed to, he was a victim, I think, of the old Sydney lockout law and yeah. managed to do his nana and a bouncer might have had yeah. an altercation with him and some police may have found him and... He wasn't wearing a salmon shirt, was he? No, he's very well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm. what he, that's what he... That's fair to say about 12 hours later, 
He was ten uh, k lighter than oh. Cricket Australia. Oh, I think he was heard. There was hearing of him saying, "Don't you know who I am?" No, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Costly week for him, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I wonder how much he spent on piss and pingers as well. well he's like, like, he's thirty on, right? Like he's not. No. Twenty-one and doing something dumb. <laughs> he's thirty and doing something dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like Sort of like um. Sort of like someone who'd go onto a slippery dance floor. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, had my dancing shoes on too. The ones with the nice flat bottoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With no trend. Yeah. 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 Thongs, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and his dancing thongs on. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, that's good. So, um, now that we've wrapped up what's happening in Premier Cricket, we move over now to In the Corner with Alex. In the Corner with Alex! Okay, so, <clears throat> I wanted to do a bit of research on the SSCG, or the Sinhalese Sports Club ground. Wikipedia is... running hot then, though. Oh, yeah, yeah they, um... Had to get a new server. Have you made a donation to Wikipedia, Alex? I used to donate to Wikipedia. I yeah. actually did not donate to Wikipedia. Until oh. I found out you couldn't tax deduct it. Your mate at H&R Block gave you the good word on it? Oh, yes, yes. Um, the Heathcote family helped me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to look at um, the SSCG um, and give you guys a rundown on that ground. But while I was searching, I found, and this is the, um, if you guys have been following uh, the Facebook happenings. We haven't. Of mm. our own Facebook page. Oh, yeah, no, I have. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So the photo of the guy bowling in there is now correct. Hopefully I'll pronounce this correctly. John Smith. Anna Ruda Polonawita, who is Sri Lanka's Les Burdett. The oh, Guardian of the Gamesmanship, okay. yes. Yeah. Yes, he pretty much turned it around over there, so you see the perfect stuff they've got going on at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, old uh, Polons is his nickname. Um, he got that stuff turned around. And a bit of a history, he's born in 1938. Um, he played for Salon, and he played 20 first-class matches. Um, played for Sri Lanka, but they were only first-class back then. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying he turned it around and it's... Perfect now. Yes. What part of those two tests makes you think it's perfect for Australia? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. Um, old Polons has been debated that he could win you to the match by just being a <laughs> groundskeeper. He can doctor a pitch to hell you like it. So I think he's... Um, yeah, so he's gone to the Indian school of groundskeeping. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so in previous two, he was head chief curator of Sri Lankan cricket from 2000 to 2013. Before then, they just had they were just hand mowing everything and hand rolling all the pitches, and he actually got them into the twenty first century yeah. with a bit, you know, extra equipment and training and Which stuff. Which is like surprising because he would have been about eighty by the time he took over that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's seventy or something. Oh no, what is he? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's a bit Ross and yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. So he's been involved with Sri Lankan cricket in many facets for forty or thirty seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a brilliant schoolboy cricketer. His, stat, his first class stats aren't that great. They're okay. So 20 matches, 44 wickets, best bowling of 5 for 45, and an average of 26. And he's a, he's a left arm, uh, slow left arm orthodox bowler. Nothing to sneeze at for a left arm bloody spinner. I was going to say, does he want a baggy green or what? Yeah. 
Um, his batting was, he averaged 19 with the bat. But he's a far, obviously, far better um, club cricketer than first-class cricketer. So, yeah, dominated club in the area. Went to Amanda College. He was a brilliant schoolboy cricketer. Cool. Uh, he represented all Salon, which is pretty good. So they you had a hairdressing there. academy? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Manny and Petty's yeah. at the all Salon club. <laughs> he coached schoolboy sides for 37 years and taught humility and how to win properly. His, his famous saying was, an airplane gets smaller as it rises into the sky. What does that mean? I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I try and work it out. Like, I think maybe as you get better, then you get smaller or something. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. So he was the first um, Anandian, or old Anandian, to represent Sri Lanka in 1960. He coached... Do they uh, have a um, special handshake? Yes, they do. Like okay. the Peruvians. <laughs> um, it's the under-the-leg Masonic trick. That yes. Ah. And is it sort of like how the Warren and Wurley trophy, the hands are on the balls? Is that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You throw a ball to each other and you have to catch it in a specific way. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought Ross might be suggesting you have to cup each other's balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not with those groups. <laughs> <laughs> the claw. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he coached many Sri Lankan cricketers and two captains. Uh, Marvin Adipati with the Juna Ramatunga are probably the two biggest. They didn't really do much, too much training with the Juna, did he? They, <laughs> no, well... As they ran it, definitely the biggest. Yeah. not a dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're that good, you don't need to be. <laughs> That's a theory I work on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's pretty much done everything in Sri Lankan cricket. He's been the national coach. He's been the chairman of the umpires committees. Chairman of tournament committees when they've been held in Sri Lanka. He's been on selection committee. He's been vice president. Gets his finger in every. And he's been the manager of the Test and the Stri- and um, Sri Lanka A side. So I think he had to wear a three piece suit. <laughs> and then sounds like the- sounds like he's Ryan Harris's hero. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Harris must have his finger in pie. He's away in the shop at the moment. Exactly. So um, yeah, he did train at the MCG to learn about groundskeeping. Ooh. At the Marara crew ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Steve. The Oh, bless you. Yeah. 
Um, and Kuma Sankara and Mahela Jawardena, or Jawardena, however you want to pronounce it, um, have the highest partnership in Test cricket of any wicket, 624, against South Africa in 0607. So it gets no... So that would have been relatively strong. Yeah. South Africa are always pretty strong. Yeah. Um, but there. That was the two highlights of the uh, SSCG. Oh, we were watching a bit of that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would have been so boring. They oh, would have batted for two they batted tri- a triple each or something? It must, must have, have yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. Andre Nell must have been on fire. No, Andre Nell. Short shit out. Real angry. Yeah. Really unthreatening short shit out. Pedestrian. Yeah, and he, his inner Gunther or whatever would have come out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, well, that is uh, yeah, the kind of weather for another week. Oh, thank you, Alex. Mate. Yeah. Most it, was good, it was good that we stopped halfway through just to have a bit of breather so I could park out the last couple of lines. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, well, that was good. <laughs> now, we look at now at state cricket, and Australia A completed a clean sweep of their two... Um, four-day four day matches against uh, South Africa A last Smashed week. Them. Yeah, oh. Pete Hampskin made a ton, which was um, good timing, I'd say. Yes. Mm. <coughs> Seeing as he is a batsman, and he he's, can also wicket-keep. So he's had a pretty time. good um, last season, really. Good time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's had a good Yep. Uh, so now this... Uh, summer, winter of Australia A continues. It's like the summer of George. Mm, it's Australia A, the National Performance Squad, India A and South Africa A in a quadrangle uh, ODI series. And it all kicked off yesterday at the Tony Island in Townsville. Yes. Alex's number one favourite cricket ground in the world. Yep. And I heard Tony Island was there himself to watch the proceedings. Yep, selling cars. Yes, he was. He sold uh, three Toyotas to um, the uh, South Africa A side. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they love everyone, the everyone knows the staffers love a Camry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Anyway, uh, lucky that they bought cars because on field, uh, the South Africans were no good going down to the National Performance Squad. And uh, Sam Heaslett made a century for a start. Oh. Yeah. He made 101 off 86 balls and uh, led them to victory. Uh, he was ably supported by your mate, um, Bull, Arjun Nair. Who, mate? Arjun Nair. Arjun Nair. Oh, yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, no, one of my close pals. <laughs> yeah, New South Wales spin bowler. He made yeah. 40 from 54 balls. Mm. Mm. And the uh, Aussies made 8 for 243. When you said my mate, I thought you were going to talk about the flying lasagna and the, the, oh, no. the blood rush to the seven <laughs> regions. Yeah, no, the um, minus Labu hug me, I wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting point for Heaslett. It was his list A debut. Alex, you won't understand what that means. but it no, was. no idea. <laughs> and he has now achieved the rare double of scoring a century on both first class and list A debuts. Well, really? Yeah, I think that'll be in the next Wisden catalogue. Yeah, yeah, I no, think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rush down to your local newsagent and buy that one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so good. That is a good stat, though. Oh, great yeah, stat. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, other members of the Australia A One Day, uh, sorry, National Performance Squad: Sean Hay Abbott, hey, yeah. Hilton Cartwright, Hank the Plank, Hank. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch Mitch Swepson's in there. Arjun Nair, obviously David Moody, nephew of Long Tom. Yeah. Mm. 
Josh Inglis, Clint Hincliffe, Sam Grimwade, big big names, big names. Oh yeah, yeah. my favourite Mitch. What do you do with the broom? You sweep some. Has <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Darren Academy been a part of this quadrangular? No, series? no, it's not. Man might be on hiatus while he's the yeah. national coach. <laughs> yeah, mm. fair enough. And um, today, today it was Australia A taking on India A at the Tony Island. And uh, it was all over very quickly. Yeah, big crest from Maine got amongst it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who was it? Um, India A were bowled out for 55, I believe. Not bad. Yeah. And Chris Tremaine took five for, I think, um, Dan Worrell took four for as well. We've got, oh, we've got DJ. DJ. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he of the uh, 45 degree angle run up to the uh, yeah. crest. And ridiculous big side Yes. So we Big mutton yeah, choppers. <laughs> 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 and uh, you'll be glad to know, Mick, that Glenn Maxwell's in that Australia A one day squad. Oh, well, uh, uh, yeah. but but he's not captain. Chris Lynn's captain. Oh, and Pete Hans- Pete Hanscom is yeah. vice captain. I got yeah. corrected that Pete Hanscom was the four day captain too, not Glenn Maxwell. Yes. Oh, yes. So, like that in on it. But our man, the uh, gold Stoin donation, Marcus Stoinis, he's in there too. Yeah. yeah. So hey, where's the Stoin cloth going? Oh, good. He made some runs today. Not many, though. He chopped on for about seven or something. Yeah, yeah that's very fair. Seven, 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 seven's over a tenth of the score. So <laughs> yeah. I correct you there, Ross. I think he made 19. Oh, 19. Oh, thank you. Uh, nearly half the score. Yeah. Yeah. Is that actual research, Alex? Yep. Oh, well done. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, scores must have been up on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that, that's what's <laughs> happened there. The, um, this uh, quadrangular ODI A series continues on right th- through until the 3rd of September. They play each other twice, once each in Townsville. Then they move on to Harrop Park in Mackay for the... Um, Clint Mackay? Yeah, yep, for the reverse matches. And uh, 12 matches in total, all finishes on the 3rd of September. So we'll update you next podcast about how that tournament is progressing. The travelling caravan keeps on keeping Oh, it's the, it's the winter of Australia, eh, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, we move on now to... It's over to Mick for the express lane. All righty. So, uh, so, as we know, the express lane is for those gentlemen who have played 12 games or less for Australia. So, um, for this episode's trip down the express lane, I'll be joined by one of Australia's greatest ever... Sheffield Shield players, and that's the Robin Vale Run Machine, James Sims. Born on Anzac Day in 1964 in the northwest of Victoria, Jamie Sims would make his first class debut for Victoria in the 84-85 summer in a tour match against the visiting West Indies. He would make 35 before a young Courtney Walsh would claim his wicket. So it's not a bad effort, because that's a pretty strong unit that he came up against in 1984-85 as a young chap, so... He would have only just been around about 20 then as well, so it's good work. So Sims will go on to become a reliable contributor for the Vicks. His most important innings being 124 not out in the 1990-91 Sheffield Shield final, which would help them, which would help secure the title for Victoria. The uh, big Wolf Lehman was in that side as well before they, they he did. So and then they would both relocate to South Australia the following season. So uh, the following season, Jamie, can also be a girl's name, Sittens, would pack up his kit bag and relocate to South Australia. A solid patch of form saw Jamie Lee Curtis Sittens in the contention for a test spot. 
That was until former teammate and Canberra Comets legend, Merv Hughes, fractured his cheekbone in a short ball in a Sheffield Shield match between South Australia and Victoria. So I went online to find out exactly how this happened. So Siddons had a lid off, but what he did was, as the ball came in, he's rocked back, he's thrown his head back to get out of the way, the ball's gone up under the grill and smashed into his cheekbone and fractured it, and he missed nearly... Like, he missed nearly the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, so unfortunately to him, that would see him, that would see his test hope at that point. A, uh, a pin would go in that balloon. Uh, Sidney's rebounded from his injury to win the 92-93 Shepherd Shield Player of the Year after scoring 1,190 runs at 66.11, including four tons. So another highlight for Siddons in his time in South Australia was he also captained them to their Sheffield Shield title in 95 and 96. How many Sheffield Shield titles have South Australia won? There wouldn't be many. No, I wouldn't have thought it was too many. Oh, yeah, there'd be a few back in the day with Chappelle was there. Oh, yeah, the Chappelle. Four, they, I think. Yeah, because okay. the Chappells were both there for a while, but then Greg moved to Queensland so he could skip up. Oh, they okay. didn't play each together oh, okay. at the South Australia. They would have played more games for Australia, nearly, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so, Sydney's first-class career would, would uh, wind up in the at the end of the 99-2000 season after 146 games and 10,643 runs, which at the time was the most runs in Sheffield Shield history. He had passed the great David Hooks uh-huh. as the leading run scorer. He had, David Hooks had about 9,600, yeah. so... So a record that will go on to be broken later, a record that will go on to be broken and surpassed by both Wolf Lehman and Jamie, insert penis joke, Cox. Sins also holds the record for most catches in Sheffield Cooper, I'm guessing by non keeper with 189. So he was a, he was a phenomenal slips fielder. Yes. It's a lot. Just more than one a game. Yeah. So, but it's a record, he doesn't hold this record alone, he shares this record with everyone's favourite favorite crazy grandpa, John Inverarity. Inverarity. <laughs> so, uh, so on to Jamie's uh, international career, which on against Pakistan, he would become the 103rd player to play one day international career for Australia. Sydney would make 32 from 34 balls, Australia would go on to lose the match by one wicket. So team scores were evil, uh, even. Uh, Australia were eight for two twenty-nine, and Pakistan was seven for two twenty-nine. So Pakistan. Uh, on a side side note, this IDO also saw the debut of Australia's greatest clubman and worst Segway driver, Ian Healy. So he was number one hundred and two. Uh, so for whatever reason, I couldn't really find any information, but Jamie never played for Australia again. So uh, this was in nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. So he, he yeah. made his one-day international debut four years after his first-class debut. So, so he would only have been about 24. Yeah. And from reading through a lot of information, he, he would always either something would happen with an injury or something would happen to him and he would, yeah. his spot would he, he just miss it. Yeah, I guess like 100 runs isn't enough, is it? Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. I think so. on that uh, trip to Pakistan, he got very sick. Yeah, that, I did read that as well, is that he got really... It wiped out nearly a whole season for him. Yeah. Because he got a really bad stomach oh, virus, which caused other problems. So, yeah. So, he had a bit of bad luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, post-retirement, Jamie Oliver stopped trying to make Australian skinnier. Sittens <laughs> would hold the assistant would hold assistant coaching positions for South Australia under Wayne Phillips and Greg Chappell. 
before being named an Australian assistant coach and a senior coach at the Centre for Excellence in 2005. He will give up this post in 2007 and take over the coach of the Bangladesh national team, a post he would hold until the end of the 2011 World Cup. Most recently, he took over from Darren Berry at South Australia, where he acts the podcast favourite John Candy impersonator, Mark Cosgrove. Uh, so, he's, and he's been, he's been, not, he's, every report I read about him, which is like when he took over from Darren Berry, he's, he's basically come in there and put every single South Australian player on notice, and no one's guaranteed spots, and he sucks. Very interesting to see. Yeah, probably a little bit. So, um, but yeah, so that is our, that's our latest trip down the express line with Jamie Sid. That's a good one. Sid was a good one to do. Yeah, thank you, Mick. Very interesting. Yeah. Well. With these numbers, he would have played more than yeah. five games. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, very good. Uh, we move over now to the good and bad and the ugly with David. Yeah, right. Yeah, I haven't got much for us, to be honest. As you know, I've been away. Um, I want it on record that it wasn't a holiday. It was a business trip because... <laughs> I'll try and claim 50 cent back for the tax man. So it's recorded now that it wasn't a holiday or a junket. It was a, a proper... Um, I have some... Forward scouting for Big Lung Productions. Yeah. yeah so I have right. some questions for you, David. But before you do, I just want mm. to um, apologise to a member of the uh, podcast. Um, so as uh, to sort of split the two groups of podcast, um, one, one half of the group is your real um, straight up and down more AM style of podcasting, uh-huh. maybe yourself and Ross Ellis. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and then the other half yeah. is sort of your more um, juggernaut, entertaining... Triple M bands. Yeah, style. just Wowie. really good stuff, I would Put say. Yeah. So I just wanted to apologise to Mick for <laughs> making him carry the can of the entertaining <laughs> part of this podcast last episode. Uh, but... Yeah, every cloud is a silver lining. You got to use the, the full space of our shared desk at the Joyman office. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Very long the paper. Very happy with that. So, yeah, apologies out the way. Sorry, Ross, continue. Ah, yes. Look, uh, I noticed that you have been to the US before. Yes. And so now you can probably classify your trips as pre-worn Tendulka T20 <laughs> cricket madness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then, I'll, and then, and now post, yes. Tendulka taking cricket to the US, what's the main difference you've noticed, having been there pre and now post <laughs> Warren Tendulka's cricket show? Uh, the price of cigarettes has gone up in touch, okay. um, and I think that's just supply and demand, I think Warner, you uh, flooded the market with cigarettes, so put the price up, but that's basically the they, they still have no idea about cricket. Oh, I thought... So, no, so no one's playing in the streets like in India, just with a stick. And no! no oh, it's like everywhere you walk There is a team in Compton, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, straight out of Compton.
Uh, I'll, I'll class that as the first pitch yeah. here. Yeah. Did you rifle it like Steve Smith did for no reason? Uh, as hard as you can. Try to take off some lady's head. Yeah. As well as my um, 12 years of keeping um, good rifle. <laughs> yeah, I try my best. Did one of the kids say, run it up if you can't make it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm uh, surprised, David. I thought you would have been stopped in the street. People, you know, hearing your accent and then going, oh, this bloke... He'll be able, we'll be able to share cricket anecdotes with him. Mm. Well, I think we got the wrong idea of what my trip was about. I mm. was more... To... A shirt yeah, uh, in a yeah. And I was inundated with people um, looking at the shirt, yeah. not really knowing what's going on. Yeah. Um, and people wanting to talk about, you know, what is a cricket podcast? Yeah. They thought it might have been about insects. Oh, yeah. Um, the Aussies sort of gave me a little bit of a cheap smile. They knew what was going on. Yeah. Probably listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One of our well, many. Let's be honest. Everyone's listening. Let's be honest. Did they, did any of the Disneyland staff get on board so they wanted to get Jimmy Cricket involved? <laughs> <laughs> did you see a little Jimmy Cricket yeah. statue that I thought of buying? Ah, well, very good. I guess that takes care of the good. We move on now to the bad. Census yes. night. Oh, 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 wasn't it? Oh. Uh, do you know? Do you know why the server went down? Because everyone was trying to use it. No, time. it's because they realised on the night that they'd left off the question about the mid-off cricket podcast. Yeah. Oh. So they had to try and stop everyone finishing yes. the census so they could add Have that question in. Are you aware of? Yeah. yeah. And everyone's aware of. Oh. At least aware of. Yeah. Well, it's weird they put yes, no, or other. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have we moved on to the ugly yet, Ross? No, we haven't. You feel free to oh. go into the ugly. No, no, I want you to. If you've got some more bad, let's have it. Oh no, that was that's all my bad. The census, ABS, yeah. What about some bad is in the Australian team selection, please? We, well, we count that. We don't. So we don't have a category. We don't have a category called the horrendous. So yeah, <laughs> catastrophic. Maybe yeah. I can add that next time. Cataclysmic, good, um, good apocalyptic, bad, ugly, yeah. catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. Four horsemen. Yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 just, I'm just waiting for it to start raining frogs in Toronto. Apocalypse is on the way. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, did you see Sean Marsh took a catch under the helmet today? Oh, yeah. really? Could be the first one ever. Yeah, he dropped <laughs> one yesterday. He's fielding is terrible. That is ugly, actually. He's fielding. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know who else is fielding is ugly? John Ollen. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. no good. Oh, I think ugly. We could all agree is. When you've got a podcast, right, and when you're an internationally renowned podcast, yeah, number one explicit, number one explicit podcast in the world, yeah. cricket was, yeah. you'd think that you'd look after yourself the night before in order to come here sharp, <laughs> ready to really give it your best stuff and not let our listeners down. So I think the ugly yeah, is, Alice, <laughs> oh, what? you're getting absolutely poleaxed last night and then slipping over, hurting your knee. And then coming in with some pedestrian stuff about the SSCG. That was good stuff. No. Tell <laughs> me about the ant dirt. <laughs> the ant dirt thing was. The ant dirt yeah. was good, yeah. That was a diamond in ant dirt rough is what it was. <laughs> uh, well, you've alluded to it, um, David, so let's move over now to National Team Talk. And we start with the wrap-up of the second test. That's a good segue. Better than Ian Healy. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than Ian Healy. <laughs> So the second test, Australia were looking okay, but no. <laughs> Until the toss? Like, yes. Oh, they look good on paper. Oh, they not really well. Yeah. 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 
Holland was actually not bowling full bunners and short half Steve Smith blazer fitted nice, the arm went too long. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of it over there in the States, so I was yeah. really disappointed to see or to not see it on telly. But uh, it sounds, like miss, it sounds like I missed yeah. the right one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't often turn off a test match. <laughs> turn it off. So what happened? Was it just abysmal? I've just seen the, the results. Yeah, I think we I spoke about it last week a fair bit, but just the fear in the eyes of the batsmen. Every ball. Oh. They're petrified. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. petrified of losing their wicket. It's just and it's it's an interesting thing about the combination of just pure arrogance to not change the way you're batting. Yeah. And also, it's big that they've got this huge arrogance, but also this huge fear of losing their... And fear that they can't just bat the time. Like, we'll just go out eventually. Yeah. Like, what a terrible mindset. Did Steve Smith run down the wicket like a rabbit again and get sucked? Uh, no. 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 But that was, uh, as I said last week, I think, um, serious defining moment Steve Smith did yeah. that shit again. <laughs> oh, furious last week. Last episode. But, like, we were so bad that the young left arm go up from the first test towards the new one. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get a chance to bowl. Yes. Because yeah, our wickets right. were falling so fast they couldn't get him on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and um and Pereira. Yeah. Per- Pereira got a temper. I don't know if you got a bowl in the first test. <laughs> <laughs> well they had that one kid on debut who took a wicket his third ball yeah. and then bowl what three more overs and they didn't pick him for this test. Just Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're just going to keep playing spinners. Yeah. Because yours is a clearly shit at playing. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. pretty much. And then yeah. the bombshell on the morning of the third test. So yesterday morning, they dropped... Big shake in his head. <laughs> they dropped Joe Burns and Usman Khawaja yep. to bring in Sean Marsh to open and Moises Enriquez to bat at five and not bowl. God, that's weird. Yeah. No, not weird. It's shit. I shouldn't say it's shit. weird. It's, yeah. it's shit. just fucking stupid. And Osman Kawhi just made 800s in his last 12 hits or whatever. I know, but he's done stuff off. Yeah, but surely you give him a, a few balls of two tests. Yeah. Like, but he, why not together for... But, but the whole idea behind dropping and doing all this is that you take out a bloke and put in a bloke who can do his job. Yeah, yeah. better. Yeah. Like, they took out a number three in Usman and put in Moises. Like, what the hell is he going to do? No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but it said, uh, Darren Lehman was quoted as saying, we've picked a squad we think we can play in these conditions. Sean and Moises are very good players of spin bowling. (laughs) Yeah. He said the two drop batsmen had been, quote, unlucky, unquote, and indicated the change was, quote, only for this test, end quote. Yes. It's like the um, <laughs> rotation policy of the ODIs in like uh, 10 years ago. I don't mind selecting a team for conditions, so I don't mind that no. this is only going to happen for this test, because the next test we're playing is going to be in Australia, so obviously mm. Burns will probably come back in. But, yeah, yeah. Sorry. so I don't mind that, but yeah, just the whole... It doesn't make sense. Surely we've yeah. got to, if Burns and Kawadra are going to be the two batsmen, they need to play these tests because then we play India in February. Yeah. Yeah. So I think how are they meant to get better at playing in these conditions if you drop them? I read an article from uh, Mike Hussey as well while I was away, and he's, the headline was, Pick the Six Best Batsmen. Mm. I was like, oh, that sounds like yeah. a novel idea. I'll yeah. read this. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he said, why don't we just pick the six best batsmen in Australia instead of dropping the fifth best batsman in Australia and picking the 25th best batsman because <laughs> he's a perceived good player of spin. Yeah. He's like, you, you select a team, the, the, the best cricketers in the in the country, mm. 
and they should then be able to adapt to all the conditions if they can't yeah. bring the next best person in. Yeah. The, the, thing I, picking, the thing I truly just do not understand in you know, that whole comment of Darren Lehman yeah. is that Sean Marshall brought him in because he's a good player of spin and there was talk on some articles I read that he's seen as the best player of spin in Australia almost. Really? Is I read someone, hmm. someone wrote that in, um, yeah. someone wrote on one of the yeah. Cricket Australia website yeah. articles. So the question well, then, was the question then that it raises and makes it came straight to my mind: Where the fuck was he in the first two tests? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Like and you're going, if you're going to somewhere where they're going to create pitches to benefit themselves, which I don't have a problem with because that's what home ground advantage is all about. And you've got this boy who's seen as being the best player of this particular art form in, in our whole country. How is he not in the best eleven there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know when um, Croc he. Um, started that binary episode with the yeah, 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 yeah. and he the Indians brought on a spin in the first, he was opening and then bowled spin into him yeah. straight away and he went out immediately yeah. and he said I, don't, I cannot see how he yeah. could turn it around that I much. think it, this is a myth that he's a good player of spin yeah. I think someone yeah, started think, saying it probably, probably, like, probably, like, yeah. probably Jeff Marker on the article yeah. on cricket stuff. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, also a myth that Steve Smith is really good at playing spin yeah he goes out to a lot of shit spinners because he's too aggressive. Yeah. Because he can play it well and he just milks runs easy and then he needs to show some sort of dominance. Yeah, I mean, he, he, has that, he has that mentality that he wants to, like, dominate. Yeah. And it's like, but if you're good at it and you can milk runs on him, why would you want to yeah. dominate him and hit him out of the attack? He's close to 100 balls, get 100 singles. Yeah, why would, like, why would you want to, why would you yeah. want them out of the attack when you're, when, you're, when you're perceived to be able to play him no dramas? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just oh, a bit dumb. I suppose he's reasonably young. I am there. Give us a call. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Yeah. yeah. What's on your mind? Give us a yeah. <laughs> but, it just, but then the other thing, like, the other thing that this Buff Lehman, like, mentality that he spoke about, bringing these guys in because they're good at spin and row around, picking teams for the conditions and so forth. Why the fuck are the two spare... I keep swearing, but why are the two spare bowlers... Pace bowlers. Pace yeah. 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 You know you're going to go somewhere where it's full of ant dirt and they're going to gonna turn <laughs> 90 degrees. Like, yeah. why isn't Farwad or why isn't Adam Zampa or why isn't, Adam Zampa or yeah, why isn't like... Why, yeah. why aren't there... Like, like, you take Hazelwood, you take Stark, no dramas. Yeah. But why aren't there spinners there? You know, you know what you do with Kyle and Bird if you're really so worried about them? Send me a cricket and go, oh, you guys are on standby, play there, keep, keep yourself ticking over. If shit goes wrong, it's what, a 15-hour plane ride? Yeah, the thing is, the Australian Raid series is going on. Yeah. So you just stick it with the Australian yeah. team and exactly. just go from there. But there's days between tests, not hours, so you can yeah, and also bring them over. No, you're in a plane yeah. to get there. It doesn't take. I could thirty years. I got a theory to him here. Yeah. I think Bush is trying to get off the darts, and he's on that weird medicine, Nicky like Mark <laughs> and shit. <laughs> that's why he's picking all these funky teams. I think it just happens every time we go near the subcontinent that the selection panel with everyone in cricket in Australia goes bonkers because we just struggle so much. We're not live, are we? Yeah. I just got a I just got a message from Tip Madsley saying, "So Moses is playing as a batsman only." Surely you were just playing Travis Head. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, well, well, yeah. That's it. We saw Tick yesterday, and that's exactly what he was talking about yesterday. You've gone and got Travis Head to bring him into the ODI squad. Yeah. He can bowl a little bit of spin, and he get back. Why wouldn't you just go, you know what? Yeah. Fuck yeah. squads, fuck the rules, yeah. Moses. There's no rules with and, squads. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, just go, 
know Moses too bad, buddy, yeah. and bringing Travis Head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't understand it all. Why didn't they get Glenn Maxwell over there? Jeez. <laughs> anyway, I was reading about their preparation, and um, Australia... oh, that would, that would have been a short article. Yeah. No, this was a quick Australia article talking up the unprecedented amount of preparation the Australian yeah, team yeah. had. They've been there for three weeks before the first test started. Oh, two, two weeks, two weeks. Oh, sorry. sorry they used sorry. to go to England for a month before they played a test match. It's yeah, like, this yeah. is not unprecedented. This is just bullshit, including that nonsense bloody knock-around game that they played amongst themselves on a cricket ground in their training gear. Like, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a cricket match. That's a load of shit. Um, it's a glorified net session. Yeah, yeah, like, get over there. And I know it can be difficult to try and get decent tour, tour matches up because the locals put out shitty teams, but... Yeah, schedule, but just yeah. do okay. You Apparently keep keep trying this way of uh, just having a hit in the nets and not playing very many tour matches. It's not working. Yeah, so it's clearly they go, not. They go, yeah. oh, the tour matches aren't you know what we do in 2016. I don't give a shit. Give it a go and see if it actually works. You're not going to know yeah, that's it. That's unless you try. Back in the past, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 and yeah. have it eleven. Yeah. Have it eleven on eleven. Get the blokes out there playing. If you yeah. want to play five bowlers and you know give one of the batsmen a top six batsmen a rest, well that's fair enough. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, yeah. just do it. Or give one of the bowlers a rest. Yeah. Yeah, just that's right. Get on with it. But uh, uh, Mick's been a bit quiet because he just had a cramp in his hammy. It's hilarious, by the way, just in case. Maybe he needs one of my world famous coffees for stop tonight. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that should really help his cramp, I reckon. <laughs> It's really good, those coffees. Oh, yeah. If you want one solid two in your coffee, yeah, you <laughs> real salty. Uh, also, there's no space for tour matches between the tests here, so they had no chance of having, say, a bat-off between Burns, Kawaja, Moises yeah. and Sean Marsh. It's not like the old days, was it, when you did uh, have those sort of bat-offs between the, the teams or the two players in position? Yeah, yep. They just shove so many test matches in now. There's no way you can fit in a tour again. Well, yeah. th there is, but the, this tour is stupid. It takes the same time almost to play three tests as it does to play the five ODIs. I mean, the five yeah. ODIs can be played in seven days, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, there's space there. If you take the start date to the end date of the tour, there's room there for tour matches. If you just put the one-dayers, some of the one-dayers are at um, the same ground. There doesn't need to be a day off between them. No, that's true. It should be like baseball. Get him in, get him in. Yeah, out. just and they've got you know two days off between two between one day. It's just, you don't need that. Just play every second day or just yeah, get on with it. All they've got to do is work on their golf swing anyway in those yeah, two days. So yeah. get them out there playing cricket. Hmm. Anyway, that's my rant over. We move on to the third test now, and Australia were looking good. They had them yeah. four for twenty four. Yeah. And now they're seven for three hundred odd, Sri Lanka. <laughs> Are they still? They're batting. Is it after Smoko yet? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, they had Smoko. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that Mitch Stark um, had First bowled. I saw that was right. Yeah, he bowled to one of the openers. I think he got him out five times now. And, uh, yeah, right. And in 4.4, the batsman's faced 4.4 overs from Mitch Stark and gone out five times. Oh, yeah, that was, um, is that Mendes? Yeah. No, no, yeah, no not Mendes. Mendes. Opener, oh, I think. The one opener. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, he let him know about it too when he got him out. Uh, yeah, he did the um, spirit fingers. fingers yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, five spirit fingers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, probably the uh, pitch didn't deteriorate, the ball get old. Yeah, he probably yeah. got a lot on these tests. Yeah, yep. 
well, they went from five for fifty-five to five for two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Five for twenty-four. Mm. Yeah. Twenty-four hours between wickets. It was this morning. Oh right. When they when they finally got a wicket, it was almost twenty-four hours. Oh, Jesus. Uh, there's an interesting bit of a brouhaha coming up about uh, the Test Series in India. It yeah. seems that uh, that's going to happen in February, March, the four Tests in India. And yeah. Australia have fixtured three T20s against Sri Lanka for mid-February. Oh, the three T20s? Yeah. <laughs> so okay. this might be a mick. I think we talked about this once before, how it could be the best of the BBL. Yeah, it might be like an all-Australian-style BBL side of like yeah. the T20. And then the, we might have one Australian team playing T20s at the same time as the Australian Test team are playing Tests. Yeah. Bit un- I unprecedented. Know, a, a big log 11 for the oh, T20s. Maybe. Yeah, Tracer Flores get in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big log 11. Yeah, he'd be the, um, he'd be the 12th man, I think. Yeah, Jason Flores, yeah. And the coach, no doubt, would be David Saker if they're putting a big lug 11 together. <laughs> and um, those three T20s coming up, one's at the MCG, the second one on February the 19th is at Cadinia Park in Geelong. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, that's, that, was about, that was one of the big pushes by the Catters to put in the lights there, I think, was they were hoping to get some of these... Um, they were hoping for a BBL side, so yeah. this has probably gone a little bit beyond their... Uh, expectations yeah. but um it's worked out well because that was the rumor is that the renegades weren't happy at eddie had now going to move to geelong but they've since signed a extension on their eddie had deal so that won't be happening yes but, yeah uh very interesting though that they get international cricket before they get bbl cricket so it'll be yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Right, very yeah. unusual yeah and the uh, prime minister's 11 will tog out for a t20 warm-up match in canberra couple of days before that game in Melbourne. So that will be okay. interesting. My um, third favourite team. That, Sorry? Are you heading up for that? I uh, usually do. I'm not sure. The Cricket Australia Chairman's 11 hasn't been fixtured a game again yet this year. So my Surely one game... Surely there's an email to James Hudlin coming. I would imagine yeah, possibly. my one game membership of that looks to be a waste of money again. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointingly. Do you so yeah. I might see what I can do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because everyone wants to wear a scarf across the height of summer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we move on now to international cricket, and uh, Pakistan are giving England a run for their money in the fourth test. Mm. Yunus Khan made a double ton. Yeah. Is it just me? It's the same what test series in England go forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went for two months. This one's gone for about eight months. Yeah. It's like they have like a month between tests. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just, they did seem to go for a long time, yeah. but um, maybe it's the weather. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know what it probably is? It's probably that we're so used to when we play on the tests, they are like three days. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. When, they go, when they go five days, it just feels like it's forever. Strange, it? I feel like they go for the best part of a week. They smack us. Yeah. Yeah, we smacked them in three days. Yes, that's true. Uh, so that's uh, evenly poised. England will need to bat well, I think, to maybe even escape with a draw there. Mm. Mm. Bat well is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, India have uh, smacked the West Indies. Uh, that's the third test. They won that one. Uh, Ravi Ashwin made a century, and Saha, the wicketkeeper, he made a ton as well. That was pretty easy for them. W- Yes, W. Saha. Right. 
Yeah. That's his name. Uh, we move on now to listener feedback. And uh, Tip Masley got in touch to say that he found all the Townsville stuff really boring. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take that on board and I'll try and uh, improve in weeks to come. It just seems like he's taking a lot on board, yeah. but they're not pushing anything out. Like, it all just comes on, man. If, if you were a ship, you'd be sinking. <laughs> that much on board. That's not funny. <laughs> Anyway, I happened to be uh, wandering around at the Colts Feelings Cricket Club yesterday and I wandered into the uh, section of the room where they have the honour boards and I had to push a banner out of the way to find it. But uh, <laughs> there was the name Tip Matsley, um, best bowling in 1997-98 uh, season and club champion, A-grade. Oh, wow, well, oh, well. Hey. Yes, yes. And, um, that's, a, that's a superstar we know a lot. Yeah, I happened to wander into the uh, facilities um, of the... The, the, the Urinal. Yes, it? and the I, there, I, I had a look around, and there's a lot of graffiti, but there was no um, <laughs> Madsley Memorial Urinal sign. So that no, was, was, was there any ringer roots, mate? No, it's slightly more classy than that. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> it is Cox Feelings after all. Yes, that's right. So that was interesting. Uh, any other listener feedback we may have received? Uh, tip got stuck into me about my uh, made-up match report. One, because I um, I marked my seasons up, and it was actually from, not from last year's grand final, but the year before, because his club won the grand final last year. Uh, um, and I think the, the chap's name was Martin Dell, which I think I said the first time, but then from the rest of the match report on, I called him Matty Dell. And Tiff caught me, pulled me up on that. Rather than say, I'm just trying to bring that in. I think Maddie's a really good short name for Martin. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we need. I think we just need to run with it. Yeah. We just need to accept it. I know. Yeah, when I think of um, one of Australia's uh, fine number four batsmen of the last decade, I always think, oh yeah, Damien Maddie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie Crow. Maddie Love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure Tip will be a much more happy individual this week that I'm back. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 He'd also yeah. be happy because Moises is playing a test. Yeah, loves so Moises. Loves Especially when he Huge Moises fan. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap. We are done. That's a, this has been another Big Lug production. Uh, you can find us, the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, on all major social media and podcast platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, at Mid-Off Cricket, and on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Are we on Gronda yet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, you, I'll let you get set. the right profile photo. So. <laughs> I'll let you set that up for us. <laughs> Once again, we're brought to you by our ever-growing host of financially viable sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Collins Class Submarine, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, Eagle Boys, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Smorgies, Sizzler, Bilo, Franklin Supermarket, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail, Hey, Pocket Mail Me, Copper Art, <laughs> Brashes, Laserdisc, Flash Drives, and of course, all our podcasts are recorded onto high-quality Betamax. I've been in discussions with a bloke called Tom as well, and I think his company, MySpace, want to sponsor us as well. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard also that uh, we're currently using SoundCloud. I got an offer from Winamp to <laughs> <laughs> to get well, us out of the lab is out. Yeah, yeah, to get us out to as many people as possible, yeah. Winamp, Winamp, Winamp. <laughs>
Uh, our next podcast will be in a fortnight on August the 28th. We'll uh, have a look at more of the shenanigans that's happening in Sri Lanka masquerading as a cricket tour. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening.